Welcome to Layout, a podcast where we talk about design and technology and some other things. Like this week. This week we talk about the new Spring Forward event announced by Apple. It's going to come next year, next week. And we also talk about some of the, the our wish lists for things we would like to see in the WWDC 2021. And also, we talk about some of the new parent HomeKit-related purchases that one of the hosts has made this week. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Around. Uh, you can check them out at around.co, uh, or you can, you know, stay tuned and we'll talk about them in a, in a moment. Hello, Kevin Maximilian Clark. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Uh, welcome to Layout, a podcast where we talk about how tired we are. I <laughs> think. What a week, huh? What a week. Are we doing the rant wheel? No, not the rant wheel. It's just been one of those weeks and it's only Wednesday. Uh, but it's been, yeah, it's been a week. And get ready, by the way, right? <laughs> like, about to have a child and already tired. <laughs> yeah, right. This is like me training for better time management skills. I love, I can't wait for the for the time when we go back and re-listen to those episodes after you've, you've had your child. <laughs> and you're like, can you believe I thought I was tired back then? <laughs> uh, yeah, save the clips. How's the uh, how's, how's baby update? How, how are things? going uh it's going it's going everything's going fine everything's healthy uh it's almost here right we're like two months away it's starting to feel real damn uh deb's getting feeling uncomfortable all the time oh <laughs> don't blame her it's but it's you know but it's it's okay everything's fine going fine nice nice any fun purchases you've made lately uh yeah actually wow this felt so like premeditated but no uh i did get a, a, a like a camera a baby monitor type thing Ooh, nice and i got something HomeKit enabled of course so that's nice <laughs> i got the arlo baby cam it's a camera uh that can run on batteries so we can move it around and i was just looking for like a good uh video feed that would give me alerts if like something went off uh but turns out there's a bunch of sensors and, and cool stuff is this the camera with the bunny ears yeah <laughs> okay i i i might have removed the bunny ears <laughs> uh nice. kept the feet though because i need to like the base anyway but it has cool sensors like uh it can detect the humidity temperature uh it has two-way audio thing um you can set up like like zones that would look for movement or sound so it can send you a notification mm. on, like that and then you can see the feet on your apple watch like directly on the notification ah dang. you can be watching like on your apple tv some stuff and like pop up the the video feed like on a little picture in picture thing it's cool that's really pretty, cool pretty cool you should yeah. you should put together like a full-on youtube video review of this thing <laughs> yes that, i mean it might exist my... maybe I, I i should look that look it up but sounds I'll interesting pivot into a youtuber reviewing baby stuff yeah hi welcome to my channel oh I'm wow you can even get different characters for your camera oh yeah little uh little different animals. <laughs> you can get a baby you can get a baby mm -hmm. kitten you can get a green bunny you can get a puppy <laughs> they kevin they don't look great the, these 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 devices made for babies and stuff they don't look good I'm struggling. Uh, for this, if you remove all the bunny ears, it kind of looks like Eve from, yes. from Wally. Totally. So if I, yeah, if I think 
about like if I think about it as Eve, then it it's okay. But yeah, these it's going to ruin any I don't know interior design mood board thing you're going for. <laughs> this doesn't fit. <laughs> How big is it though? Because it looks pretty small in, from the pictures, but I realize yeah, there's small. no scale <laughs> like whatsoever in these pictures. It's like as tall as tall as uh, like a mug, nice coffee mug maybe. Cool, it's okay. Seems small enough. And yeah, like you yeah. said, you can always remove the bunny ears. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It didn't nice. help that the ears were like green, like a like a gross green, not a not a pleasant. I green. feel like you should put on the bunny ears on your webcam. <laughs> I feel like that would just oh, make, yeah. It, make, <laughs> oh, yeah. make it better. <laughs> yes. Um, Kevin, it's one of those weeks. Are like, I feel. Uh, I wish I could show the work that that I've been doing and mm. like we've been doing internally. Uh, sometimes, you know, yeah, working on self mode, sometimes, it's, yeah, it's not great, that part. Like, I've been, I've been working on my presentation skills internally, and today, so I would usually, I have, like, three levels. I either do a quick loom, I do those a lot. Every once in a while, I would upgrade to, like, an edited version of a loom, and that includes, like, jump cuts and some humor and sound effects and stuff. And today, I've transcended into, like, a new level right okay today i've recorded a fake ad uh for for a for a feature an idea that's amazing it's not even like a good idea <laughs> nice it's and like you really can't rough. tell us what it's about i cannot no i'm sorry dang it i still i, still I tried yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah try harder if you, <laughs> if you expect any results uh yeah no okay. but you know but uh it's it's fun i wish one day when we release something, um, I'm gonna dig through the the vault and like pick some of these like old videos and mm. explorations back and maybe share them because um, I think they're cool. I have fun. Yeah, that 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 is so cool. I always struggle with finding the time to make them in the first place, mm. but like if you can dedicate the time to making them, they're always great to to do and look back on too. You know me, my videos cannot. Like, I'm not going to do double takes. Um, it's everything first take. You say this, but I feel like all of your videos have 10,000% more effort than most people put into their videos. Well... You may be quick at it, though. I think I think you're quicker maybe than other people. But. Maybe. I mean, there's some of that for sure. But I've... This one has, like, some B-roll and stuff. But the whole thing <laughs> took me... Like, it was shorter than some meetings, you know? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> It's like two hours or something, actually. Nice. But there was green screen. I may have had like a British accent mocking Johnny Ive. Um, it was, yeah, so one day. Good. One day I'll release the tapes. <laughs> <laughs> release the tapes. Oh, you, ah. should, you, you should release a teaser version where it's just like everything's bleeped out and the, the, <laughs> yeah. the screens are pixelated. <laughs> everything's just blurry, a blurry mess. Yeah. It's like introducing. Beep. <laughs> There was a lot of that, actually. Introducing. Uh, yeah. We can't cool, wait cool. to see what you're going to do with it. <laughs> uh, hey, all right. Let's 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 move on to follow-up. I just have one quick item. As I was uh, listening back, like editing uh, the previous episode, uh, one of the Mac tip shortcuts of the week, um, the thing you shared was the text replacement snippets. Yes. And we were like looking, uh, talking about some of the examples and stuff that we use. I totally forgot to share like what I use them for. Um, 
So I'm, I thought maybe I should do it here real quick. Uh, like you said that you use a lot of like emails. I do that. I do that for addresses as well, like my home address, my phone number, all of the like, you know, my, my zip code, all of those, like my VAT number for my company, all those numbers that, or that you know, you can never remember those. Mm-hmm. Those are all one text replacement snippet away, I guess. But then I remember way back when, remember that podcast that Sean Blanc had with Ben? Oh, yeah. Something. The B&B podcast. You're right. Yes. Wait, what's Ben's last name? I'm struggling to, to remember. Ben Brooks. Ben Brooks. Ben Brooks. <laughs> that was some What happened old to this guy? <laughs> I don't know. I remember that he at some point, like he was one of the first people I saw that charging for their blog, yeah, like yeah, blog yeah. posts. The Brooks Review.net. Still the same. The website is up. Look at that. Huh. Anyway, still this was like back then. That's when I set up my initial uh, snippets. <laughs> Text expander it was from that podcast. Like they were talking about it at some point. That's oh man, amazing. it's really old school. Um, and I was using Text Expander for the longest time up until like a couple of months ago when I switched to Offered. Uh, but I use for a lot of mi- like common miscapitalizations. It's one of those things that annoy me. Uh, when I see it, like, let's say, uh, when you see people uh, typing X code, but they make the X and the C uppercase, those small things. So I just have a bunch of, like, little snippets for uh, capitalizing, like, correctly a bunch of of stuff. Like, GitHub, it will properly capitalize the H, for example, Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, just so I don't make those mistakes as I'm typing. It would automatically replace it. Um, Even, like, FaceTime will capitalize the T um and like remove the space stuff like that so that's another example i use a lot for like quick like if i want to do the um, the command symbol or like because i've been using uh, i've been writing a lot of like keyboard shortcuts internally at work like oh i need to to write you know command escape or something Mm -hmm. so i have a bunch of uh, snippets for that so if i do cmd and then comma it will replace it to the command symbol so that's another thing and I uh, think that's it. I mean, I have a bunch of, uh, like, the table flip, you know. I don't know what to call those. They're not emoji. They're, like, those <laughs> yeah, character yeah, yeah. These, ASCII like, ask emojis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anywho, just more examples of the stuff that you might want to use the text replacement snippets for. So, there you go. Follow-up. Done. Nice. Cool. Should we talk about our sponsor? Oh, my God. Yes, please. Uh, I'm so excited about this sponsor. <laughs> Me too. Tell us, Kevin. And this is Tell actually it. the first time that we're officially moving away from an old tool that we were using for these video calls that mm. shall not be named. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we're switching to Around. One of the most frustrating parts about working remotely is that you know every time you do a video call it takes up your entire screen and so if you're working on a document or something like here we have some show notes and we're looking at you know web pages and stuff you constantly have to keep switching between windows so you can still see people's faces and see what you're working on and that's super annoying around is a brand new video calling solution that's specifically designed for collaboration and working for working together so 
it's not the software for like just sitting around and doing nothing and, and wasting time with 30 people in a meeting. It's software that's precisely made to help you get work done in a remote way. Around has a lightweight, unobtrusive interface that floats on your desktop and gets out of the way so you can actually get work done together. What I like about Around is it, it's bringing a lot of new ideas into an existing space. Uh, something I really like is you can uh, you have these reactions that you can you can put in, like you can <laughs> include gifts uh, that will replace your video temporarily. You can wave your hand, uh, and it all floats on top of whatever you're doing. It's great. They have these filters that you can apply, and the idea there is that by filtering the the image, uh, there's a, a bit less that you have to to personally like constantly worry about. Hey, is my am I is my frame looking good? Right? Like, uh, do I have something that's annoying in the background? Like that filter kind of covers a lot of these imperfections and just lets you get to your work and not worry about it. anything else. It's also a fun way to play with. Like we've been cycling around, like trying different gradients that we can play with. It's just really cool. Uh, it's super intuitive. Their design team is also like super obsessed with designs and, and just, you know, making a product that is great and playful and fun to use. Uh, it's a beautiful product. There's lots of thoughtful touches. Um, and like I said, it's built to reduce fatigue. Don't just take our word for it. Like so many other designers are starting to switch to, to around, uh, just search on Twitter, uh, it's at around underscore HQ and you'll see tons of people are talking about it. I think what Rafa and I were, were saying is this is the perfect tool for when you want to get some quick feedback on a Figma because you can just both jump into your Figma and then have your little around uh, window on top. You have the conversation, the UI gets out of your way, lets you focus on the work. It's great. Uh, and now we've officially switched for it for our podcast and we've been loving it. So yeah, we're using it right now. I'm looking at Kevin yeah. and talking to Kevin through, uh, through a round. It's, it's great. I, I love how it tries to center your face in the little like bubble. And so if you move around, it will pan out, pan around the camera to make sure your face is in frame and centered, which is great. And yeah, it's ch also check their website, go around.co uh it's it's just like a great <laughs> website i love the way they use colors and gradients in their own logo I, I love their logo it's like different and kind of just cool and i love how they use the logo to have like little section heather like almost page indicators on the side yes. of the scroll it's so cool it's like it's such it's 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 really really cool i'm, yeah. I'm so happy with this sponsor. so yeah go check it out around.co Search for them on Twitter, see what everyone is saying about them, and, and give it a try. Like if you if you ever jumped on a call to to like work on Figma with some other people or whatever, this is perfect for that, um, and also perfect for what we're doing right now, which is like I'm talking to Kevin. I like to see Kevin, so I know a lot of people just record podcasts or whatever, just just using audio. I think we we prefer we like seeing having a video feed. It's 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 better. It's more organic, natural to talk to someone. But in this case. We're looking at show notes. We have other documents open. We have a, a bunch of tabs open. And so I don't need a big old window with Kevin. <laughs> Kevin just switched to a GIF right now. 
Anywho, makes a lot of sense. It's uh, pretty creative, uh, innovative. Give it a shot. Yeah. And best of all, it's free right now because they're currently in a public <laughs> beta. So it's entirely free to use during this period. So this is a great. You have no excuse. Well, please, please just check them out. It's, it's great. Cool. Boom. Good sponsor. This is a great sponsor. Uh, all right. Uh, let's uh, talk about some things. We... You know something we used to do a lot and now we don't do almost at all is uh, talk about upcoming Apple events or rumors or whatever. Because it's been quiet, I think, uh, lately. But we got two Apple uh, events announced. We're going to have one next week and then WWDC is coming, which, you know, no one's surprised by that. But now we have a date. That's cool. Uh, so what are you are you do you think they're going to release the, your next computer uh next week oh my god don't <laughs> play with my emotions <laughs> <laughs> they might they might yeah so it's, it seems like what we're looking at is an ipad pro update mm-hmm. which honestly i don't know are you excited about it no because the ipad pro like i think three generations ago whenever they switched to the to the round the corner screen one right then that was like oh I don't need anything more. I feel like the hardware is so ahead of everything else that I never felt the need or am excited about future update. So the answer is no. 100%. (laughs) I feel exactly the same. I'm like, I can't even think of any like improvement that they can make to this that would make me want to upgrade my iPad. (laughs) So I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm sure they'll they'll find a way. Like they're rumored to be switching to a mini LED for Mm. one of the bigger iPad screens, which I guess is nice. Like I don't think I would upgrade my iPad for that alone, but who knows? I think I'll be curious to see, but I'm not expecting that I'll be rushing out and upgrading my iPad because the one I already have that's three years old is still really great. Can you, I don't know how much you know about this, but like, what's the advantage of mini LED? Because the only thing I know is that it's closer to OLED Yeah. Uh, when it comes to like contrast. So deeper blacks and whatever. Uh, I think it's brighter than OLED, which is like the big drawback of OLED screens. And uh, you can do, they've been having trouble producing OLED at the, the scale that they, they ship these devices to have like high refresh mode, like promotion and stuff. I think it also reduces some of the burn in problems. Mm, okay. Of OLED. okay. So, so it's sort of like a, a way less problematic OLED. Okay. <laughs> Which is nice. Like iPad has never gotten OLED. So like it will be a nice improvement. But like, would you have, I mean, never mind. It's this is a bad question, but I was gonna say, would you have upgraded your iPhone if like the main difference was going from LCD to OLED, but just looking ev- in every other way exactly the same? But then I realized for you the answer is gonna be yes because you just always upgrade. But wait, anyway, no, maybe not, maybe <laughs> not, because when it went OLED, it was the iPhone 10, and there was a lot right. of other stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah so exactly. <laughs> right. But I just think like even for me when that switch happened, I mean I definitely noticed the the OLEDness. Like I think it's nice, but <laughs> OLEDness. <laughs> but but but, Show title. but that but that alone is it's not really like a key feature in my opinion. It's like yeah. a nice to have. I would upgrade for other reasons and be glad that they have this. <laughs> um but this being yeah. the headliner feature, I don't know. I would not upgrade an iPad for OLED screen, although I would say the iPad is a great device that would benefit from it even maybe even more so than the iphone because we're probably going to watch more video i think oled is even that's where you're going to notice it the most like on the iphone really the the place where i appreciate it the most is when i 
restart or turn it on or off or updating the software is like the whole screen is oh black God. except the Apple logo. That is like, yes. Worth That's thought. good. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I don't know in which situations, but sometimes I'll watch a video. I think sometimes like I'll be in bed and I'll watch like an, a Netflix episode of something mm-hmm. and then it'll be the the hype. I don't know how they call it, like high contrast mode or whatever, where the the whites are like really popping out. That's nice. HDR thing. Yeah, HDR. There you go. Um, so yeah, so that plus, I think they're they're gonna be switching the the chip inside to be more in line with the M1 Mac performance, which is right. great. But on the other hand, who has has ever said that my iPad is too slow? Like, right. I don't think anyone said that in many, many years. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like nice, but who cares? <laughs> Do you think we're going to see any updates or improvements or anything uh, around Apple Pencil? Because like the, a lot of the promotional material is with the little squiggles, the little thing, which just reminds me of Apple Pencil. I don't know. Yeah, I would love a new Apple Pencil with an eraser. <laughs> <laughs> Like seriously, it's it's super dumb, and basically every single other styluses for other uh, other tablets have it. Okay, here's okay. I understand where you're going, and yes, my my instinct is, is to say, yep, I agree. I would love that, but isn't like having to flip the pencil around to get to the eraser? Isn't that like just a worse design solution? Then let's say what we currently have, which is like you just double tap the thing and you switch modes, and you're not tied to. I can, I can, like a, yeah, yeah. I can see how you talk yourself into this, and in some <laughs> cases, maybe. In my personal usage, maybe I'm a fidgeter. I don't know why, but it would always happen that while I'm writing or while I'm listening or doing something else, I'm putting the pen down or whatever i accidentally do a double tap without noticing mm-hmm. it and then as i'm trying to write something now all of a sudden i'm erasing and it's so frustrating the having the eraser is technically a slower operation but it it is an operation that works 100 of the time no question about it there's no ambiguity on what state or mode I'm in. Whereas the other one, I would always have to like look at the palette and be like, am I selected on the right thing? It's like, that is true. This, I would know for sure that I'm using the eraser when I'm using the eraser. And for that alone, the, the sort of peace of mind that comes with it, I think it would be worth it. I, it's hard to argue against that. Uh, I was just wondering if like in a world where pencils were not a thing, like the real pencil object, uh, with an eraser on the other end, if we would think that that's 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 a good solution, or we're just riding that skeuomorphic wave real hard, because like, what's next? We're gonna have like different tips that you can flip for like different colors, <laughs> you know, like the little slider. Ah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I just for me, it's one of those critical mode switches. Whenever I'm doing something, that yeah. is worth it to have the over the top skeuomorphic action fair fair um close to see it yeah so that's that's the one change i guess i would see on the on the pencil probably i mean probably they don't need a new ipad to do this right like hopefully they make that pencil also available for purchase for other people and they they can get like an additional what like 150 dollars for me or something like that, or 200 dollars i don't know oh for sure 
Unless it only works with a mini LED screen for high refresh, the dingus, dingus. I don't know. I don't know. Probably yeah. not. But I, yeah. I, I would guess that it would work kind of like when they introduced the, the keyboard, where it's like, of course, it works with the new one, but if you have yeah. the old one, it, it works just fine. Uh, what else? So, yeah, that's that's iPad, I think, right? Like, am I missing anything? I mean, I I, I think so. I haven't been playing, paying too close attention to rumors, but I also don't think we've had, like, hot iPad rumors, because no one cares. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, I've heard about the AirTags. Which... Yeah, that's AirTags. Um <laughs> It's been leaked. Like Apple has leaked it, <laughs> like several times. Heck, even other now, like the the third party Find My devices have launched before their own first party solution. Have you seen that? I saw that. The, um, like the Van Move uh, bike. Mm-hmm. As, That's actually really cool. I I'm excited about these kinds of integrations, but I gotta say I'm way less integ- interested in the the specific like Air Tag itself. Mm. Because, like, listen, this thing is going to be, what, at a very minimum $20, but realistically, probably, like, $40, $50. Yeah, I'm and like, 69 <laughs> Or $69. Okay, yeah. $69. Um, and if we base ourselves on the on the renders, which seems to seem to be very accurate, I, on top of that, have to buy, like, a leather pouch <laughs> to put my <laughs> bottle cap in, into, like, to, to hook it onto something. This sounds incredibly wasteful. Uh, mm. And I just cannot think of many things in my life that I would want to put this on, especially knowing that I now work from home and yeah. spend 90% of my time at home. Like, I'm just not that excited for it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to put one of my baby <laughs> <laughs> in the diaper. Uh, so I need a poop proof right. um, pouch. Yeah, uh, no, agreed. I, I also, I know very little about this. So it's like, okay, it's going to work with Find My, which not only can you use it on your phone and the app, whatever, but it, it uses this network of iOS devices and all that stuff to to, to, to be tracked. Um, like all privacy first, blah, blah, blah. So that's good. Uh, but I assume it needs power, right? Probably the battery, like a charge, will, will last like days weeks i hope mm-hmm. but i assume you're gonna have to charge the thing uh or is it like a low power dumb like almost nfc tag yeah i actually don't know that they that they expire basically <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. the expiration date on the back yeah yeah no but i honestly the only real uh, useful example i can think of right now and i'm sure the internet will come with super creative uh, examples of things to, to use this with, but I think I'll put one in my drop one in my bag. So if I leave my bag somewhere, I know where that is. I'll maybe put some uh, one in my bike in a way that is not going to get stolen immediately. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I was kidding about the baby thing, but maybe not. <laughs> Just throw that in the baby's uh, little jacket or something, and you know, I don't know. I mean, you're not going to lose your baby, right? Right? No, you're oh definitely not going to lose your baby. baby. <laughs> Look, listen, if, if, if you need this to keep track of your baby, you have bigger <laughs> problems, I think. Uh, oh my god, yeah. that's awful. Or like, yeah, like putting it on your on your key ring or something like that if you right. drop your keys. I Honestly, I gotta say, I'm more excited about this network and this being integrated in other Apple products. It's like AirPods right. would be amazing to have yeah, this in AirPods. Like it's so easy to lose them. Um, 
and it just needs to be integrated. Like, I'm not going to duct tape this, this tile thing on my AirPods case. Like, that's just not going to happen. Um, so they need to be integrated into more things, I think. And the, the network aspect is really cool. So, for example, like, I think you can do, uh, like, find my AirPods right now. But they have to be within Bluetooth range of your right. iPhone, <laughs> which is not the most useful thing. And the solution, like when you're trying to find something that is like in the same room you're in, like how do you like find it's here, but where? (laughs) And so like AirPods, they try to, I think they play this high pitched noise or something. Yeah. Uh, Your phone, sure, that's easy, right? It will buzz, it will ping, and you can do that with HomePods and stuff. But I wonder, are are these tags going to have like a little, a little speaker so you can, they can like play a little alert sound or something? Because otherwise, yeah. like, where's my keys? It's in the room you're in. It's in your apartment. I'm like, well, thanks, but it's not being very useful right now. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that there would be a teeny tiny speaker in there. I also think that these things will be using the U1 chip, which from Ooh. what I've heard is much more precise. So you'd be able to, you know how you can do the that airdrop thing where you like yeah. lay your phone flat and then you're like moving around. I think you'd be yeah. able to do something like this, right? So it'd be like, Okay, you're cold, 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 cold. Oh, you're warm. <laughs> like, yeah, that, go that direction, right? And so, I don't know what's the range. Presumably, it'd be much, much easier to have the sort of like more specific placement of the item. And I think some of the things that leaked is that there might be a way that you can turn on the camera on your phone, and they can sort of like AR point like an arrow holy uh and i think pants. the example they had was actually was not an arrow but was like a balloon or whatever that over cool. where your thing is in ar which is pretty that's neat. the future we were promised yeah and then with the goggles you can see are you getting it these are not three different devices these are 10 different devices yeah right i, I can use a u1 chip with the homepod mini and it's i think it's just an implementation thing but i you can like you can feel the the haptics like as you get closer and closer and closer so and it mm-hmm. is pretty like pretty precise but um yeah okay okay now you got me excited with ar and stuff yeah Ooh. so i think that would be neat but again that presumes that there you have things that you want to you're able to put these things on <laughs> right? let's put it on my cat just to try it out and again it's like i just just want to reiterate this like uh, unless there's something that we're missing from the renders Every time you get one of these, you have to to pay like fifty, sixty dollars to get the the puck, and then you need to get something else to be able to hook this thing onto the other thing, right? It's, it's like always two forty dollar key ring. It's just like ugh, so annoying, and it's it's not something either. Like I, I, was, I was trying to think, like okay, what are some of the ways that, that third parties can make? things to let this be hooked onto something like there's not a lot of leverage that you have on this thing like you basically have to make a pouch right it's just it it just seems like a terrible design for this for this let's 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 wait on this you know maybe they they won't require a pouch. like i was thinking maybe maybe if the you know how it's like a bottle cap kind of design like what if you could like squeeze one end and it's kind of like a clip (laughs) (laughs) or something i don't know i forget who mentioned this probably the atp folks or whatever or maybe john gruber whatever someone uh uh, said that this is like the spider-man tracker i think it was gruber right yeah yeah that was gruber uh and that just like made my my child 
mine and go like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. Okay, so it's gonna have like a little little sticky part, and I uh, just throw this into a into a bus, and it'll get attached to the side of it. Yeah. It's like those uh, what do you call those like the slimy uh, toys thing you would do you would buy as a kid, you know? I, yeah, I don't know how you call those, but yeah, it's one of those slimy toys. Things. I know it in Portuguese, but <laughs> I gotta try. Uh, yeah, and there's a bunch of neat sort of privacy features too like it'll be able to detect if you have one of these on you <laughs> so like if you're trying to do a, a spider-man style uh your iphone will warn you oh snap okay yeah okay so maybe i can't i can put it on my baby until my baby gets an iphone and then right and then I'm in trouble. <laughs> so okay. your baby will be like hey fyi like there's a track yeah, what the hell right now <laughs> so um yeah okay what else imax are we gonna see that uh so that's a big question right i Mm. would love for there to be an imac i'm so excited to upgrade my computer has as we've talked about many many times on the show i don't want i I don't want to raise my hopes for this i just want to assume there's not going to be an imac and it's going to be later uh but if there is man i would be so excited (laughs) that'll be the one thing i'm excited for and the one thing, like the the closer we're getting to this, the more I'm toning down my expectations, I guess. Because <laughs> I've been starting to get worried that what if they release a, an iMac that's essentially just M1? No. Like, I actually feel like no. there is a world in which they could do that. And just be like, look, M1 is plenty fast for most people. This is just kind of going to be the ent- entry-level iMac it's not there's not like a full replacement for what would be like a iMac uh iMac Pro alternative yet maybe that's coming later but the first batch would just be this sort of plenty fast right for most people but just I don't think they can get away with that in 2021 right now I hope not I hope cuz like uh, so what cuz they already killed the iMac Pro and so they what they keep an Intel tier just like they do with MacBook Pros and Mac Mini I think and just have the entry level M1, which will probably be faster than the the high spec uh, one, and and what just delay the high spec with when they release MacBook Pro 16 and all that. That just feels messy. Yeah, I, you're right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think. So. I don't know. I again, I'm I'm trying to tone down my expectations <laughs> and be like, oh, may, maybe uh-huh. it's not gonna be the magical computer of my dreams. But man, I cannot wait. Like, especially also seeing news of uh, Redshift, which is like a three D rendering engine being optimized for M one Max to be not one, not two times, not three times, thirty times <laughs> faster, um, and optimized for for M one. Just sounds so incredible, and I want to get a fully specked out, like top of the line iMac beast. Where I can do 3D rendering and be like super fast, that would be so awesome. So. For expectation management, uh, I would just say that it, they just could be pushed until like WWDC or something. Yeah, which Apple has introduced new Mac hardware uh, at that event, so it wouldn't be weird. Um, but it, it feels if if this event is just AirTags and in uh, iPad, it feels too. Yeah, there's also the regular airpods that they need oh. to release but again oh, i'm not excited boring. for this like this i mean yeah. it's a fine product i'm sure a lot of people will buy it but i already have airpod pros so 
Right. Unless they release new AirPod Pros, and I'm not that excited. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I I I think that whatever next batch of hardware Mac hardware they'll announce, I don't think it's going to be the M1. I feel like they 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 clear that M1 as like the entry of the entry level mm-hmm. hardware. It's it's checked. So you got the Air right. and the cheap Pro, and they're effectively the same computer. Yeah. Uh, the that's big done. question so is whatever comes next. What are they going to do with GPU? Yeah, that, that is the question. Because you can see, sure, uh, maybe they'll add another core there, and they'll probably raise the RAM ceiling, memory ceiling. Um, so that that's that's pretty obvious. But yeah, the the GPU story is is the big question here. Yeah. I have no no clue. And maybe it's partic- these- it's been particularly interesting for me now that I'm doing 3D. <laughs> Yeah. everything needs to be gpu accelerated so i'm like yeah this better have a super beefy gpu so this uh this uh redshift thing i don't want to call it like a partnership but the fact that that company is investing in like m1 optimization or uh, apple silicon optimization is cool like i could see them being like one of the partners they 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 showcase or they feature in in a slide you know yeah and i believe they were actually already mm. on okay. one of the one of the pages when where they compare m1 versus non m1 performance okay um and also cinema 4d is like one of the 3d rendering engines i think where that is most appealing to mac users <laughs> interesting so god i just wish that interface was updated jesus it's i mean it's fine it, it's certainly much better in my opinion than so many other the tools that i've tried so okay i haven't tried others so maybe it's just a really bad space it's not necessarily like visually beautiful but it's it, it's logical in a way that i find a lot of other tools not logical uh, speaking of other tools that are not logical have you seen this uh, whole adobe drama that's happening no i haven't uh so it's nothing new it's just like oh now it blew up on twitter but you know how like adobe practice somehow like a like a toxic pretty bad dark pattern driven uh <laughs> practices in the way they charge for their software um i've been a quote-unquote victim of of this recently like i subscribed to creative cloud and uh, just for a couple months and um actually i did it for my sister she was using she would need to use after effects and whatnot and so after i I think two or three months i went to cancel and it said oh if you want to cancel you have to pay like i think it was like a hundred something dollars it was effectively i signed up for an annual plan and if i wanted to cancel before the end of that year i would have to pay whatever was worth like still left in the year if that makes sense i I got tricked like i i'm sure there was a, a gray label somewhere saying that this is an annual plan that you're going to be charged monthly oh, um, okay, but see. that's not what i was uh, you know predicting uh, expecting to happen so i just paid like a like a, i was bullied into paying a whole year for a creative cloud and by the way that year um ends this month so i've already <laughs> canceled anyway but this blew up on twitter uh the fact that like someone just posted a bunch of screenshots of like that whole process and um it was good to see twitter you know like rally over like here's all of these alternatives for adobe products right. um yeah i mean that that part of adobe always seemed slimy 
<laughs> I yeah. guess. Like everything they try to install on, on your computer and how they like try to push you into so many products and make it hard to unsubscribe and like cancel your subscription and stuff like that. It's just it's just not good. Adobe, it's, you have to do better. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a shame because they have such incredible products. Like what you can do with these tools are like they're the most powerful tools in their field. It's incredible. Uh, but they're, I guess they're just so big they need to keep growing, keep trying to get other stuff. And I feel like, oof, it's a shame because the product is great. Yeah. It's everything around it that it that sucks. But that kind of stuff is so short-sighted, right? It's making a short-term decision that will certainly incre- increase metrics, right, on the short-term. Like, fewer people will end up canceling. But then yeah. long-term, like... Now, le- let me ask you, Rafa, like, how likely are you to get another Adobe Creative Cloud subscription now? Uh, no, I mean less. Every right? time I use it, it's, it just goes down. And I, but pretty much every time I paid for software, Adobe software, it was because "quote unquote" I had to. Right. Like there was no real alternative. Um. So, you know, they have a big pool in the market. They, yeah. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to <laughs> talk about design stuff. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Uh okay what else, what else in this event is that is that it I guess that's it I think that's it what about a uh, dub 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 you excited yeah so I'm I'm more I'm more interested in, in WWDC of course it's okay. always the event of the year for me it's the the yeah. most interesting like give me shiny new toys as a developer that I will <laughs> play with try a bunch of side projects and then never ship them uh but <laughs> it's just I think WWDC is just the best <laughs> apple yeah. events like there's just so much content to browse through it'll make it'll certainly make like the the upcoming months really interesting <laughs> for me as i deep dive into all all those talks and all the new design stuff that they announce um i i thought like one thing that's interesting this year compared to other years is that there's basically zero rumors for what's gonna be in ios 15 Mm-hmm. which is super interesting i mean like yeah. there's definitely gonna be s- stuff so i think it'd be interesting for us to go through sort of like our wish list for ios 15 of things that we'd like to see and maybe we can extend that beyond that right to all of apple's operating systems but um what do you want to see at wwdc in terms of, of new features or improved functionality or whatnot i have i have a small list here Okay, I don't have a small list, but I have something in my head. Okay, go for it. Uh, I can I can wing it. Uh, I I'm not going to be like super creative, original on this. I think some of the things that I'm like quote unquote wishing for are they're boring ones, and I'm it's just like fix some of your shit. Um, <laughs> I think on iOS side, uh, something that is like really really in in bad state in my opinion is everything related to home. Yes, HomeKit. I had it on my uh, list, home app, home interface. Uh, like I, I watched um, a stream with uh, Matthew Casalini, Casalini, mm-hmm. and Joey Banks. They were they were they were oh, going yeah. over some of their, um, yeah, some of their uh, shortcuts and home stuff integrations. And even like through that in that stream, like they found a bunch of UI bugs. Like you just couldn't access a particular like setting screen or something because the app would just crash or or get hung up somewhere um the whole interface for home like the home app 
I think it's still probably one of the best like around for for that type like compared to the Alexa thing or or Google Home thing. I I still think it's one of the best, and yet it's it scales horribly. Like if you have more than just a couple lights or a couple devices, it's not great. And so I want to see more innovation. I want to see cool. You ship this, which is effectively like in the same state as it was originally when they released it. Um, you've collected a bunch of data from users using this. Um, what's the iteration, right? Like what 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 have you learned, and what are some of the lessons that we we can you know learn from 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 that? So I'm curious to see if they're going to do anything. Uh, uh, revise that interface, but just fix it. Like the whole, uh, I forget the the protocol's name. Like the video secure video thing that they do, mm-hmm. it never worked reliably for me. Like if I try to check a, a stream of like a security camera or something, okay, sixty uh, percent of the time works. Sounds promising for your baby monitor. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> if I try to check back on like an old uh, recording or something. Forget it. It never works. Hmm. It's impossible. So fix that. Fix yeah. the whole interface. Expand the, like I think right now HomeKit is probably one of the protocols that has the like the least amount of device types. Um, so like expand to support the vacuum robots and maybe fridges mm-hmm. and like smart other things, not just lights and switches and, and TVs and whatnot. Yeah. So that be number one. Something I think is a total disaster is the rooms view. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, as I've been adding more and more rooms and more and more products in my house, it's just insane that this is presenting in this, like, side-swiping view of, like, this entire thing. Like, can you give me one list where the accessories are categorized, like, by room? Yes. That's just, like, all in one. Just, like, just scroll, you know? That's fine. That's good. No, I have to, like, pan over, like, 20 rooms. Like, let me hide devices. I have a bunch of switches. I don't want you to see the switches. Yes. Uh, let me like try to add a couple of rooms to a zone. Forget it. I gave up. Like the app would crash, um, yeah. and then try to nap- see the zone as a thing. It, it's it's bananas. It's crazy. Also, let's not even mention the state of the home app on Mac, because <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Jesus, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. All right, what you got? Uh, let's see. So that was one of mine. The next one, I would say, in like a sort of big picture one, I would like more integration between Apple Watch, iPhone, HomePod, and TV. So if I start a timer on my HomePod, <laughs> please, please just show it on my Apple Watch. I want to be able to see it because it can do that when I set the timer on my phone, mm-hmm. but it doesn't do that when I, when I set it on the HomePod. Like, why not integrate that way? Same thing of like, hey, if the Apple TV is playing right now, don't make me try to find the stupid remote. Just show the now playing screen on my Apple Watch, right? Like, I think these devices should interact with each other more and... Like, don't tell me, oh, yeah, but it's a separate device and blah, blah, blah. I can ask my phone to turn the TV off. The phone knows, like, really well how to turn off the TV. Like, they're already aware of one another. Yeah. But they're not, like, they don't take the next logical step 
of bringing in that connection. And so that's something that I find myself constantly wishing like that the Apple Watch reflected something that happened on one of my various devices that I'm using. That's a good one. Yeah. Oh, my God. You see some of that when you see like the now playing screen on your phone. Like I have multiple HomePods. Like if one is playing, it, it'll, it'll pop that up on the now playing screen on the phone. That's good. On that watch is a wash. Uh, yeah. Timers is like it's so frustrating. Especially yeah. When you're cooking, which is like such a simple use case. You know, I'm cooking. I Sometimes I cook with an iPad because I have like the recipe over or something. So in my in my kitchen island, I have the iPad and the HomePod. Sometimes the timer goes to the iPad. Sometimes the timer goes on the, on the HomePod. Yeah. Who knows? You know, it's it's always it's a game. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, but I, I think they should all get them. <laughs> right. Um, and, yeah. and that that probably means like the iPhone still only supports one timer. Mm-hmm. And the HomePod supports multiple. It's just it's so weird how it's inconsistent. I wonder if the rumored uh, HomePod with a screen. Um, if that's going to force them to think about UI for, for HomePod, because uh, right now there's none, right? Mm-hmm. There's like something in the Home app that you can expand on, but that doesn't count. Yeah. So I'm, I'm wondering if they're the, the Apple designers and engineers are trying to design that, home, that UI and they're like, wait, is, could, could, just, could this just be an iPad? Like, and an actual iPad. Yeah. Like, just, yeah, that would be... Speaking of that that AirPlay thing, I didn't have it in my list, but now that we're talking about it, how do you feel about, like, they've made a bunch of changes in the AirPlay UI of, like, outputting to HomePods versus iPhone source or, like, Mm -hmm. AirPlaying. I've been... I've been finding this UI so confusing lately. It's always, like, I need to jump through, like, seven different modes. Like, oh, I'm... It's like on the, playing on the iPhone, but then AirPlaying to the HomePod. Or oh no, I'm selected on the HomePod, and like I'm trying to play something on my iPhone. Like it's just, I find it always like not set on the right thing somehow. Yeah, I just feel like this. They they've separated like the two concepts of what is the source and what is AirPlaying. Yeah, and I've. I thought this would be a good idea in theory, but actually in practice, I've been finding it more annoying that I'm like clicking on the little like airplay triangle and it's like, nope, not there. Then I have to go to the other button. Is it there? Oh, wait, I'm like have this weird like cross like the HomePod, the iPhone is playing on the HomePod and the TV is playing on something else. Like it's just, ugh, it gets yeah. so messy. It's They try to be smart and I think doing the right thing when if you try to, so there's a difference between AirPlay and like HomePod stuff in where I forget what it's called, like handoff audio to it. Like if you if you're on a music app on your phone and you quote unquote AirPlay to a HomePod, it's actually telling the HomePod, "Hey, HomePod, play this," instead of playing on the phone and streaming the audio to the HomePod and just use it as a speaker. So if you go to a little notification center thing, you can switch. Like, is the music app using? Uh, like from the phone or from the HomePod stuff, which is can be confusing, but uh, sometimes works. Like if that's the mental model, all right, I, I'll try to think about it in that way. The problem is when you mix other AirPlay devices with HomePods, mm, and that's okay. the case here. So I have, so I have a HomePod, two HomePod Minis, one HomePod OG. I have a Sono speaker which accepts AirPlay too, and I have another speaker in the in the shower in the bathroom which supports AirPlay. So if I 
if I'm playing something on my phone and I airplay to my HomePod, it's going to move the audio to the HomePod. But if I cast it to like a speaker and then the HomePod, it keeps the source as the phone. It just now it's airplaying to different devices. And if you try to mix and match and like remember, wait, which one did I hit first? Where is the source right now? That can get very messy. Yeah. It's very confusing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. they should clean that up. That's bad. Yeah. Uh, man, now you just brought up all the HomePod and like AirPlay stuff because this shit is bad. Um, honestly, if they can fix music on the Mac, that'd be great. Thank you. And if you could, f- if you could fix AirPlay on Mac as well, that'd be that'd be great. Thank you so much. <laughs> and if you could somehow have not handoff, whatever. Like I'm listening to something on my phone, and then I just want to continue listening to it on my Mac. Just like transfer that 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 session that'd be great we've been waiting on that for spotify has been doing that for decades yeah. <laughs> not really but for the longest time rdo did that uh but i can't do that with my with my uh thousands of dollars worth of apple ecosystem devices so that'd be great thank you that was not even on my mental list but it is now <laughs> Yeah, another thing I had that was sort of a more big picture thing is I was thinking a lot about Apple Watch and something I would love for them to figure out is find a way to get Apple Watch to truly remove the need for keys in my life. Like keys and (laughs) cards, like I want them to go away. Like there needs to be some form, like I don't know what kind of lobby has to happen or whatever, but like let's get driver's license off of the like physical card let's get like medicare cards off of there like let's find the way to rally these various government entities like let's move more things towards the wallet app um similarly like i think with um keys and fobs and like cars and they're starting that i think like bmw's one that has it but like i want to see them do more of these things of like hey like let's let's look at what's in your pockets and what's in your in your wallet and make sure that there's a like uh what about uh going to the gym right like how do we make it so that there's like an easy thing that gyms can get and you could just like automatically scan your thing like it seems like right now all of these integrations are so specific. Like Apple works with Disney Parks to get that integration going in the in the wallet app. But in, there needs to be some kind of like third party API that's just easy to use, where there's also hardware components that are available easily that third anyone party can can include. Like similarly to HomeKit, right? Like there's we yeah. can buy so many different kinds of HomeKit devices. We need the same thing for the wallet app to happen. And I think all of the pieces are technically there, but we just haven't, I feel like we haven't gotten over the hump yet. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of that pull, like, it's not just Apple's thing. They need an adoption of other third party. And I'm actually not aware of the the current state of that because I know, yeah, that you mentioned there's some companies or some things that that can integrate with uh, Apple Wallet, like a. like a uh, London's uh, metro uh, system thing, mm-hmm. I think they they now do that. Even with NFC, so it don't, you don't even need to unlock your phone or yep. something. So uh, yeah, I wonder how much of that is just like a, a tight collaboration between Apple and that partner, or is like, well, because we have the protocol, we have the API, no one uses it. 
I I wonder. But yeah, that'd be nice. But then, if you get rid of your keys in your wallet, where would you put air tags on? <laughs> you know, exactly. <laughs> the ideal use case for air tags is to not have to use it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, this is a, this is like a stupid one, uh, and I'm not even sure what I mean by this. But just like we saw with Big Sur, like a little iteration, a little like new visual thing i had that on my list too. Uh, i would love to see some of that here uh and i think you know since ios 7 was like the last drastic visual you know redesign uh throughout uh, if you compare what ios 14 today with ios 7 they look radically different but it was a more gradual uh you know evolution i'm okay with that more gradual thing but like i remember when i think i was what 11 whenever they introduced the card thing on music like a little sheet from the bottom mm-hmm. it's like ooh, okay this is new i i would love to see some of that like maybe the, it's also, just also the maps app right the map yeah exactly which i think came out like the next the music year app with the big yeah. labels so seeing yeah. some of that and it could be just bring some of that uh, 3dness and depth from mac icons uh to ios i not sure if they're going to do that but like something something new i I think it would be it's always exciting uh to see and and yeah it's not that it feels old it's just like it feels uh boring (laughs) yeah no i agree and i actually think that they've resolved a lot of like design system problems that they had a while back um so they've been consolidating and like you know figuring stuff out i think the context menus are a great example of just hey we had a bunch of different other ui pieces and we're just like all standardized towards this um sf icons i think were great uh, addition to the system i would love to see the next the next step of these um and, and yeah like you said it's it's not that anything's wrong the same way that i, I don't think uh the mac os version before big Sur, which i can't recall the name now it was a catalina Catalina? like i don't think it was broken i don't think it was wrong but like a nice new coat of paint always always helps you know yeah keeps things fresh (laughs) yeah exactly and and there's certainly like a lot of areas of ios that feel a little stale right now so Mm -hmm. it'd be great to to see it as some of those changes for sure Mm -hmm. um i had oh i had one ipad feature request okay which is allow apps to use the front facing camera oh my god while on split screen oh my god yes that is like oh my god i i feel like the entire ipad os team should drop literally everything they do (laughs) until this works there's absolutely no reason why this shouldn't work i mean I understand it, right? Because like technically two apps could say, hey, I want to show the camera. And then like it would be a slightly problematic to have two apps doing camera stuff at the same time. But right. surely this is something they can solve, right? Like one of them can say, hey, the camera isn't used by the other one or whatever. Like, Heck, I mean, I, I, I would even push back against that. If two apps want to use a camera. Let them. Right? Let them. Yeah. Like the Mac does that. Same with microphone. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, let them find a safe way to do it but let them 
and there's and a lot and, of use and, cases yeah. where you want to do that. And it's like, hey, the iPad already has excess like processing power, anyways, right? Yeah, it, it's not like that. It's like that constrained. I don't know, but I, I was saying like maybe the camera stuff like always takes a lot of a lot of RAM, you know, like famously oh, often like on. clears your your apps in the no, background. But, still, but I, I this doesn't feel like a hardware limitation. This feels of uh, this was a operating system built around the iPhone where you have one single app at a time. There's no yeah. concept of multitasking at all. And so, and so this, I feel like they're still feeling that. Like, totally. oof, we really didn't build iOS to allow for this. So it's a lot of work. Yeah. I feel like. And it's, it's kind of stupid, right? In the way that it's implemented. It's like, I can't have two windows in split screen and one of them have used the camera, but I can have one app be in full screen and have the other one in slide over to write notes while I'm in the meeting. It's like, it's point. It's and, silly. And try to explain this to someone who just got an iPad for the first time. Try to explain the concept of multitask and like two apps, slide view and slide over. And no one, no one knows how this shit works. Yeah. I recently, um, I, I gave an iPad to to a family member who they were not like computer savvy or whatever, and I felt like you know what, this it will be easier to 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 get them an iPad. Uh, than a computer like a mac you know there's there's a lot less to to learn and to figure out it's more intuitive and it's more modern whatever felt like a right thing to do and so the first thing i i asked them to do when when they set up the device was like all right let's get on a call and let me walk you over some some of the things um so getting on a video call and then i was like trying to share the screen to show them around how to do certain things it's ridiculous how much more complex and cumbersome it is to do this on an iOS device than it is on any computer, on a Mac or Windows. It's like, all right, go to open control center. Oh, you have to swipe from the corner. Okay. Now you probably don't have this. So go, actually go to settings, go to control center, add the, the screen record button. Okay. And then don't tap the screen record button. Hold the screen button, uh, the screen record button, and then select the source not iPad, select the source as Zoom, and then start a screen recording. Like, no, no, but I just want to share. Yeah, yeah, I know, but trust me. Start a screen recording. Oh, actually, no, hold the microphone button to make sure you have the audio. Okay, cool. All of this is just a share of screen. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And an iPad of like, what's a computer? This is way simpler. Well, then make simplify this, please. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and I also think, I mean, this is something that... <laughs> We hope everyone has learned the lesson in <laughs> this year. Like everything needs to happen while the camera is on, right? Like I need to be able to work while I'm in a call, right? Like while I'm in a round, I can do a bunch of stuff. Like it would be great if we could do the same on our iOS devices because we also live on our iOS devices. Yeah. I really hope this this pandemic has accelerated like all of those issues and features around remote working, I hope they will bump up uh, all the way to the top. Because uh, Apple, it, it's kind of ironic how like Apple devices are used uh, as like the main devices for all of these remote companies, uh, and yet Apple famously like they don't really do remote. They have every engineer in a campus, and they do a lot of like in person stuff. Um, and so I feel like all of a sudden they, they had to experience it. It's like, see, see how shitty it is? 
and yes, you're still using WebEx or whatever <laughs> for your, all of your video calls. Like, yeah, there's a lot of improvement <laughs> needed here. Yeah, I feel like built-in webcams in every computer that Apple makes needs to get 10 times better. <laughs> um, I do wonder if Apple regrets not investing more into FaceTime this year. Yeah, remember that it was an open protocol, remember? <laughs> <laughs> a deep and open framework. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I am curious to see if this makes them rethink how they've kind of taken a, a like sort of light touch to slowly improving FaceTime a little bit over the years and in ways that are not always that great if you actually use it. <laughs> like their yeah. multi-person FaceTime UI is absolutely maddening <laughs> to mm-hmm. anyone who uses it for more than five seconds. Um, so, yeah. If you So I have a, this group chat message a th- a thread with, with my family, so my mom, my sister. So the three of us are in there. And we do a lot of uh, group face uh, FaceTimes. So if you start a FaceTime in that call, which is usually where you're going to start with, like, you usually just text them saying, hey, you want to FaceTime? Like, sure. Hit the button, FaceTime. If you do it like a group FaceTime thing, the other person's phone is not going to ring, which I understand why you would do that. Um, but you also get little to almost no alerts. Uh, it's very easy. Yeah. It happens a lot. People miss that someone started a FaceTime uh, group chat. And then if... Even just one person joins, they get like a little tiny square in the middle. Like it, it won't go uh, full screen. So I've done this a lot of times in where I start a group FaceTime in the family chat thing. Only one person joins. And I'm like, you know what? No, let me hung up and let me call you mm-hmm. through FaceTime, but on a separate thing. And my mom is like, why? I'm like, because I need it full screen. And she's like, what? And, but anyway. So they don't get it, but it's 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 kind of just not great. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I would love to see smaller widgets. Interesting, like like one app icon small. Yeah, I would like oh. that. Just like at that point, isn't it just a animated icon? Like, for example, if it's the size of an icon, and tapping on it is going to launch the app. It's effectively the one app icon that has. That can be dynamic, yeah. right? Dynamic. So in some cases, I mean, I, I feel like you only have so much space for app icons, uh, 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 for widgets. And I could see myself, for example, like right now, I use the default calendar app because it shows me the date. on, mm-hmm. But it's just an app icon. Like it would be great that it could be able to switch to Fantastic Isle, for example, and it could show me just the date in the small little square i don't need to have a big widget i literally just want want to see today's date and i think that'd that'd be great um there's a bunch of other like use cases like that i think whether i mean here i have it as a as a full-on widget but the the clock is animated that's nice yeah it'd be great if like since like ios one yeah (laughs) uh no i don't think the clock is animated since ios one really at least the weather in the calendar for sure yeah we should look it up for a while but anyways like i do think it'd be cool uh to be able to have more of these uh maybe maybe like a one by two right mm. where it's like just a little line like i don't know but i've been finding myself sometimes struggling with hey there's actually a lot of widgets that i would love to add but there's just so little space and i actually in some cases, I like, have a lot of value of just going to the action. So anyways, it'd be nice to have 
more mm-hmm. more ability to to put more widgets on a screen. Yep. Um, and then we're getting into some smaller nitpick things, but I would love to be able to add uh, to link text in the notes app on iOS. <laughs> oh yeah, just like again on a Mac, but yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that is like always so annoying. We use the notes app for our show notes, and you can paste the URL and it will link it up. But you can't select a word and say, "Hey, make this word a link." Yeah, true, true, true. Uh, I I don't know about you, but like I feel like copy paste on on iOS for me works seventy percent of the time, which is not a good number. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if you have any issues with this. I mean. I don't have reliability issues with copy paste, but I actually had it on my list somewhere that I actually feel like that those little like that little bubble that opens like when you select yeah. the a word and that has you know like this little like arrow that's like yeah page over to the next bubble to get more that just yeah. feels incredibly old to me. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, is there a way that we could just make this all on one screen? Like, I never want to have to page over, like, two pages yeah, down the bubble to access something that I need. It's just never a satisfying interface to me. Just take the new context menu thing that you have uh, and use that in the in the text selection, right? Like, it could be anything. Like, I don't care how they solve it, but surely there has to be a way that we can fit all these controls on the screen because there's not that many of them realistically speaking i'm sure i'm sure you know this but if the triple tap thing they can swipe on that thing to go oh i can swipe on it no i didn't know not know that yeah that 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 does help oh interesting i mean yeah that is a little bit better but i still think they could do more (laughs) no for sure i mean right now uh, the whole like on on imessage if you press on a you can't select a, a single word on an iMessage it's just like the whole the whole message and there you have the the new context menu you know reply copy more just use that uh, everywhere mm. i think that would be that would work yeah yeah maybe but do allow me to select a single word yeah also if you select something and you tap with three fingers on the screen there's like another yet another one of these context menus that just opens where you can cut, copy, paste. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like they that. just never made their minds. Like it's just two <laughs> totally different UIs. I don't understand how anyone would ever like triple tap their screen. I don't know why it's there, but it's different. So yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Clean that up. Uh, I agree. Uh, my last thing is uh, not iOS related, but I am just really excited uh, to see what they're going to do with SwiftUI this year. Um because uh, from year one to year two, it was a massive improvement. Like, it fixed a lot of the, the annoying, annoying things about it. I just want to see more of that. All right, give me more. Uh, especially on the Mac, the, that support is still, you know, still very limited. Uh, I don't blame it. I understand. It's very old. And it's buggy but on the Mac. It's very buggy, yes. <laughs> but just just make it more capable, more reliable, uh, faster previews, please. I know this is a hard issue. But I, I'm, I have faith in you. Thank you. Um, and just like I know, I blame myself for this. Like I, I'm, I'm sure that I just still didn't. I still haven't got it. Hasn't clicked for me. But the fact that I can't just do like a quote unquote a loose if statement in the middle of like a Swift UI declaration thing. Yeah, it's still very annoying. I think aren't they fixing that? 
they're fixing some of that, but it's still like do it on like on a pier stuff, like a lot of those acts, right. hacks. And I just want like I don't know, just give me let me do programming <laughs> in the middle, you know. <laughs> I got work to do here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get off my back, so do I. Nice. Yeah. Uh, oh, one of the things I wanted to include because I, I think it's interesting. Uh, like, it, it feels like Apple every year, like, takes down some privacy things. And for years and years, I kept talking about how I felt like the Photos API wasn't privacy conscious at all because you would mm. always grant when a, uh, an app would ask you for permissions for photos. Like, say you open the Facebook app and you want to post this one photo once, you have to grant access to your entire library, which the app can pull at any moment, right? They can mm-hmm. do whatever they want with with your photos without even showing any UI. And they fixed that last year, where now they're much, much stricter about those things. And you have the option to only give it access to select photos and Apple renders the UI, and it only gives them access to those photos that you've picked. So, good job. Like, <laughs> congrats. Uh, that's good. The next thing, it's a bit of a different kind of privacy, but it's something that I've realized recently in the Workouts app, actually. <laughs> when you okay. share your activity with someone, it actually gives them notifications when you complete a workout. like every time (laughs) yeah that is one so not obvious i don't think (laughs) and two such a terrible default Mm. like i like i just don't think that that's the the expectation that i have even though you manually have to add and accept people one by one but like i just feel like that's that feels totally opposite to apple's like stance on these kinds of things and i've just i recently went in and had to go one by one to every contact every person who's has uh, somehow asked me to share that (laughs) that workout information to hide my activity from them right because i don't really necessarily want them to know the second that i'm done with a workout right (laughs) like that just seems very invasive um so there's got to be more like granular settings there and i think the default settings is just wrong yeah no i i never thought of that i and i have to agree i in the beginning like early apple watch i think like when they announced this feature share activity i was very self-conscious especially with you also (laughs) Uh, i was like i don't know i don't want to i don't want to spam kevin with like especially when i went to the gym that would mean like three workouts right session So I'll do some cardio, some strength training or whatever. So I don't want to spam and that. And don't so worry, all these notifications are off for me immediately. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. A lot of these people, I just go in and, and either mute them and or hide my, my own activity. Although that that is weird because like, I don't think you can hide notifications for them or like not send them notifications because I'm looking right now and you can either hide my activity, which I would assume would hide all activities. So not only stop sending them notifications when you finish your workout, but also they wouldn't be able to see your like your rings or whatever, which I feel like is the whole point. Um, like, wouldn't that be weird for them? Like, wait, but you did share your activity with me, but now I can't see 
your rings. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This whole thing is, feels weird. Like, figure it out first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, like, what's the point of this first? And then <laughs> design around that. Yeah. Totally. Uh, and then the last, maybe, have I said the last thing, like, five times? Yes. <laughs> so far, <laughs> that I'm thinking about. But another one I'm thinking about, the entire um, screen time and downtime, app limits, all of these, like, restriction systems has to be burned to the ground. <laughs> Why? Rebuilt. Okay. I think it, I think it needs its mobile me moment. <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like so terrible like it seems to be designed by people who never want to use this system at all and have never used it like yeah. there is no way for me to say hey i want like after this time don't let me use just twitter i have to like set the downtime for everything and manually activate each app one by one in the system like it's just so insane i mean yeah for sure and to be fair i don't really use it so i don't use it anymore either because there's this whole interface just doesn't make any sense i feel i feel for this team which is like all right design and implement a good interface a good experience for this but by the way you don't have an app you don't control the UI. You have to be inside settings and system preferences. The like thirty-year-old uh, app <laughs> that runs on a Mac. Do something there. Uh, what about automations in some of that? Well, I guess try to hook up with shortcuts, maybe in the home app for some automations, maybe. It's you know I'm just I can see all the annoying constraints to design anything around this, and they probably have like no time and no team. Yeah, I don't know, but everything about it is bad. Like, there's so many bugs. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, I'll link a uh, Cortex episodes (laughs) where they go into all the (laughs) the problems with this. I don't really use it much to track my time, but Mm -hmm. I I am interested in like some of the limits features. And it's just the current design just like doesn't make makes that impossible to use in a way that I like feel like is a totally reasonable way to use it. Um, and like same thing with Safari where you have to um, whitelist basically every website <laughs> one by one like you can't just say no Safari is fine like just just leave Safari alone <laughs> like you have to whitelist all the websites just, but oh. no that's a loophole it's a loophole um, but I'm yeah. an adult <laughs> like I'm I make the, I should be able to make the rules <laughs> for my phone uh, anyways the system just feels incredibly half-baked and just should we wrap this up? Really good. Yeah. We're, we're, we're edging on one uh, 90 minutes. All right. Let's wrap this up. All right. Let's wrap it up. This is good. I'm lo- looking forward to Dub Dub. By the way, that week is probably the week my baby's going to be born. So <laughs> I think it's going to, yeah, we'll see if it's going to be a Dub Dub baby or not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, can't wait for it. That, that's Christmas for us, you know. Well, can't wait for it. Nice. Uh, hopefully. It will be before the baby, so I have, actually have time to <laughs> to, to go over. Um, and w- will I be? Will I want to install betas and mess up my my baby cam monitor? Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I think you're gonna anyway. want to install the beta. That's for sure. Don't tempt me with a refresh, visual refresh. <laughs> yeah, there there is gonna be something that's gonna pull you in for sure. Damn it. Okay, it's fine. Um, okay, let's wrap it up. Let's do some recommendations before we go. As always. 
And uh, yeah, and then we'll call it a show. Nice. Cool. cool. Do you want me to start? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Cool. My recommendation is this book called Made for Living. And it's this sort of uh, coffee table style book. Uh, it's written by Amber Lewis. And it's all about interior design. Um, and I actually just finished it. Um, I've been kind of like browsing like a few pages every day. Uh, and it's really good. I really liked it. There's tons of amazing pictures, really cool inspiration. I'm obviously unsurprisingly very into interior design. Uh, and it's really good. It's again, like one of the things I want to specify, and I, I feel like the more I get into interior design, I'm able to appreciate things that are not necessarily like exactly my personal style. So mm. there's stuff in there that I'm like, this is not my style, but I like really appreciate the effort and the thought behind it. Um, so it's, it's, if for that, it's a, I think it's a very good book and has lots of great details in there and lots of great inspiration and just makes the perfect book to have on your coffee table. So check it out. Good stuff. Looks good. Man, I was just checking this Amazon website. Who uses Verdana for UI? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good okay. Question. Cool stuff. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, my recommendation is uh, hair gel. It's the Aesop Sculpt Hair Polish. Of course, Aesop couldn't call it hair gel. <laughs> uh, it's a hair polish sculpt thing. Uh, the reason why I'm recommending this is my relationship with the hair gel is like a rocky one. <laughs> like I've used it in the past, but also then stopped using it completely for a long time. But sometimes I go back to it because I need it. Uh, it. Depends on like the length of my hair for sure. And right now I'm trying to let my hair grow, and I got pulled into like some of the hair products again, like some of that world. And I checked that Aesop was selling this. I'm not sure if this is new for them or not, but I think it was. Yeah. Like a new release? No they much? released it a few months ago, like t- two months ago, something like that. Okay. There you go. So I saw it on the homepage. Um, got it. I got it. And it's, it, I never really got like, quote unquote, like fancy hair gel or hair products, really. This is really the first one. But, oh my God, I love it. I love it. <laughs> it's It smells incredible, which is something I never really picked up on any other hair gel product or hair product you know besides shampoo and stuff um so it smells incredible it's like it smells like this like cola almost smell it's kind of strange uh and it for me in my hair it has the perfect balance of like it has a strong uh like fix on you know i don't know if that's the right technical term um but you know it holds the hair <laughs> it, uh, you can sculpt it somehow and but it's not like it's not very sticky or or like uh like glossy or anything mm-hmm. like your hair looks natural which is what you you'd want i think anyway it's ease up it looks good uh i love the black packaging <laughs> nice yeah uh and yeah always love uh, ease up packaging fun fact after you talked about this to me last week i did go into an ESOP store <laughs> nice uh, did you get it what did you think i, I didn't i didn't buy it but i got some samples oh okay mm. and she gave she was very g- generous like i think i got six samples <laughs> of it yes. and she gave me some of the other one um i forget what it's called the hair the, the, the serum hair serum yeah right uh which i haven't tried the serum yet but i've tried this and it's really good i really like it i'm i think i might buy it too so yeah. just do it cool all right 
there you go another episode we did it episode 202 and uh yeah if you listen to this all the way to the end we appreciate it you know we're like friends um <laughs> so be a friend and uh, reach out to us on twitter we are at layout fm or directly you know on our own personal accounts i'm at rafa hari uh kevin is at vernal kick tweet at us say what was on your ios uh, wish list or not i don't know but we're friends you know say hi and you can check our website that's layout.fm that's uh probably the best way to quickly check all the links for stuff that we talked about and if you want to sponsor us and join around uh in sponsoring this show that's also a good place to find all that information and um yeah again our huge things did i say things our huge (laughs) thanks to around for sponsoring this week's episode of layout go check them out they have a really really cool product that we are using right now by the way no 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 sponsor can make us use something so we're using it because we like it and want to so give it a shot it's really good their website is around.co co uh yeah check out their 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 cool landing page and uh yeah we'll see you next week all right goodbye bye